0: Hey everyone, welcome back to the But Not All At Once podcast. I'm your host, Anne Smith, and I'm really excited you're here today. This is the first of what we imagine will be several pep talk episodes. I don't know about you, but there are moments in my life where I absolutely need direct access, not necessarily to a professional mental health therapist, but to someone in my life who can speak Truth, kindness can soothe me, can walk me off the ledge, can make things feel better in an instant. I don't always have access to those people. Sometimes I have to give a little pep talk to myself. Sometimes the ridiculously not awesome things that I've walked through have given me the equipment, the skills to share those little internal monologues with other folks. Here is one such monologue. I hope it's helpful for you. I hope you're able to share with your friends some of the truth. I mean, some of the fruit that comes from walking through difficult moments and knowing someone else has walked that path before you. It's unusual. It seems like it should make you even more devastated to know someone else has had to be in this position, but there's something deeply comforting about knowing this is a human who's seen the light on the other side. It's not a train coming for her. It's real regular life. And she's showing me how to get there. That's what this is. All of that said, this is not particularly about only devastating, awful things. This segment we imagine will be recurring and we'll be talking about things as varied as a new job, a terrible day, unintentionally hurting someone you care about, infertility, hard days, parenting, navigating change, the day you get awful news and the bottom falls out, a miscarriage, the first day you leave your baby after your maternity leave ends to head back to work. Maybe when you walk away from your baby in the NICU and come home, a wide variety of topics, all of them requiring a little verbal pat on the back, a hug through your little ear pods. And I hope that's what these can offer you. Today, this pep talk is about coming home with a baby. So let's imagine someone just handed you an infant, ostensibly your infant at the hospital. They perhaps checked your car seat I know that the young male candy striper who walked our oldest to our vehicle, when I asked him, do you want to see our car seat? He said, do you want to show me? As though I was extremely proud of this plastic and steel gray blob in the back seat, this bucket for my newborn. Really, I just wanted another set of human's eyes to give it the A-OK. By the way, there are services I will link in the website below that will show you exactly how to get an expert to do that so you don't have to ask the candy striper yourself. So let's put ourselves in that position. And if that's you today, you're the person I'm talking to. They popped this baby in the bucket, buckled him into the backseat. You just came home. Maybe you've spent a night or two there and the hormones and the exhaustion and the realization all hit at once in this perfect storm of what in the world is happening to my life. It's not an easy moment. I remember taking a long hot shower in lieu of a tropical vacation because I just needed a moment to collect my thoughts and figure out, A, why I thought this was a good idea to begin with, B, who on earth could have imagined that I was qualified to come home with this tiny, helpless infant and see how I was going to get to the other side of this. Every book I read, every lactation consultant or pediatrician I talked to gave me advice along these lines. In six or eight weeks, you are going to be a brand new woman. You are going to feel wonderful. This baby is going to be totally different. And do you know what I said? Six weeks. Are you kidding me? Six weeks is an eternity. How am I going to make it through tonight? I feel as though I've been thrown in the deep end, but simultaneously set on fire, which is two really odd metaphors that don't work together, but it's the only accurate way to depict the level of complete desperation and cluelessness that I felt. It was more than amateur hour. It was amateur season. So let me tell you, new mom, you're qualified. This baby was placed in your hands for a reason. And not just by someone who has an MD or other letters after his or her name, this baby was placed in your life by his or her creator. You were made for each other. You may not have an MD, but you are already, whether you're six hours, six days, or six months into this situation, better qualified than anyone else to parent your baby because you're his parent. You know him better than anyone else in the world. You can learn to trust your instincts. You can get to know your baby the same way you would any other new friend. It's the oddest thing being handed a child and having this feeling of, so I don't super know you, but I love you. I want to take care of you, but I'm not sure why you're crying. I want to help you, but I've also never been so tired, so exhausted, so drained. Every cell of my body has been devoted to growing, caring for, and forcing you to exit the building. How am I supposed to move forward when I am already at a negative four in terms of resources? Here's what you're going to do. First of all, you're going to do as little as possible. You're going to accept every stitch of help that is offered to you, and you're going to ask for more. No, it doesn't feel awesome. Yes, you want to be a big girl who is a natural, quote unquote, natural mother. It just is a gift that came to you in the night. Although there is no such thing as night at this point in your life, because day, night, it all blurs together. Newsflash. There's no such thing as a natural mother. Are you a mother? Check. You're it. You are going to ask for help because everyone has been there and everyone wants to help you. If your dad says, hey baby, what can I get you? And he doesn't want to ask you awkward questions about your recovery or your body parts or your milk coming in. You know what you say, dad, we're out of dishwasher detergent. I need two boxes of newborn size diapers. And if you're me, you tell your dad and your husband to go get you a breast pump stat at the special boobs only store. That's not actually what it's called, but that's what I imagined in my head because I went from zero to a hundred, woke up one morning and thought, well, this is a situation we need to remedy immediately. Guys, you're not able to feed this child, so I'm going to need you to drive across town to the special store that carries this pump and get it for me. Please and thank you. When your next door neighbor says, can I clean your bathroom? And you feel like, wow, we are not at that level, my friend. You can say, you know, I don't know if I can let you do that, but would you mind tossing those towels in the dryer? You find something. If your neighbor can hold your baby for 20 minutes while you lie down in that comfy chair in the corner and close your eyes, you should let her. So let's say you've accepted every bit of help that's been offered. Maybe not enough has been offered. You email someone. You text someone. You wave a white flag. And say it's kind of a rough day. You have twenty minutes. Let someone listen. Let someone come over. If your problems are bigger than that, you call in the big guns. You call a lactation expert. You let her talk to you about your cracked and painful body parts from the comfort, if you're in, of your walk-in closet because you're afraid that your in-laws will hear you crying over your memories. That lactation consultant will tell you something along the lines of, it is going to be an entirely different situation in 48 hours. And if it's not, this is my direct number. If she doesn't say that to you, find someone who will. In the night, when you wake up, perhaps you've been asleep 45 minutes and the baby needs to eat again. If your instinct is, are you kidding me? You're not going to beat yourself up. You're going to let it ride and you're going to have the level of compassion for yourself that you would for your dearest friend who's in this situation. Make yourself a third person. That poor girl is tired. That poor girl has never never physically been through so much. That poor girl is figuring it out as she goes along. Let her have feelings, let her have exclamations, let her ball her eyes out if she needs to. She's giving every resource she can possibly devote to this new job and she's killing it. Moving on. Here are some simple basics about these people I want you to ask for help. Don't clean your house before they come. They are aware that your life is a hot disaster. And if they're not, I want them to be. I want them to know how life looks. You're not sleeping. You're waddling across rooms with some kind of an ice pack situation happening in your hospital-issued mesh undies. They need to see where you are. They wouldn't be showing up on your porch if they didn't love you. If they don't love you, if they're just kind neighbors, preschool friends, Fellow soccer parents, a porch drop is totally fine to request. Now's not a super great time. Little baby Chardonnay is eating. I hope you didn't name your baby Chardonnay, but that's kind of what came to mind. So that's where that's where your headspace will be eventually, my friend. It's all right to say we're not up for company, but this help means the world. Start putting a uh, styrofoam cooler on your front porch if that feels better to you than accepting company. Put a little note that says, "This means everything. We can't wait to see you soon. Love, Ann and Baby." Okay, so you're accepting food now. Let's. talk about naps. If I had a dollar for every person who told me and very likely you sleep when the baby sleeps, I would be having this conversation with you from Ibiza. I am not. I'm having this conversation with you from my dining room table in Greenville, South Carolina. And I want you to know that there's a reason that advice is so ever present because it's accurate. I hate to be the one to tell you that because your brain is going to just want a break. You are going to want to feel like a human separate from a caretaker in the moments where your baby sleeps. But When your babies are sleeping, I want you to do whatever is the most restful and restorative. If sometimes I feel this way, there's a level of excitement, insomnia, I lie down to take a nap and I'm so extremely enthusiastic about getting a smidge of sleep in the daytime that I can't actually make it happen. That's okay. Lie down, have a big 32 ounce bottle of water, pull out a book, nothing stressful, nothing that could make you think of work, nothing that gets you hot under the collar about politics or the real world or what's happening outside of your four walls, something that is entirely rejuvenating in as many senses as you can manage. I'm not going to guilt you into not napping if that's not something you can handle, but especially in the short term when nights and days are all the same to babies, let's make nights and days all the same to us too. So you're eating, hopefully other people's food. You are napping or resting as much as you can. Let's talk about self-talk. You are going to spend more time with your baby and more time alone during your maternity leave more than likely than you ever have in in your life and more than you spend with any other single person. That's both an incredible privilege and is also something that can be very, very isolating. So what I want you to do is recognize that even if you're not vocalizing it, you're talking to yourself a whole lot. I want those things to be words that you would say to someone you cared very, very much about. Would you say to your best friend, this baby hates me? Would you let her say that about herself in front of you? Would you say things like, I can't believe someone trusted me with this child. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing it wrong. This is never going to get better. There is absolutely a correlation between this kind of talk and postpartum anxiety and depression. And I don't want to say that correcting that talk is going to prevent either of those two things. For sure it's not. But in as much as we can control our thoughts and our self-talk and that we can wrap ourselves and our poor little hearts in gauze after this absolutely life-changing and physically traumatizing situation, I want to encourage you to do so. So pretend that someone else is in the room with you. And that person is seeing every ounce of blood, sweat, tears, milk, all of the above that you are pouring out in an effort to do right by this child, because this is this is your heart. You are doing the best you can. Please let your self talk reflect that. And if you can't come up with your own words, patting yourself on the back, because it's not easy when the perfect storm of exhaustion and stress and confusion and physical depletion all come together. Let me let you borrow some of mine this baby loves me. I am figuring this out. It can only get easier from here. No one else would know what to do in this position either. I know, insert your baby's name here, better than anyone on earth. And if we're having a tough afternoon, anyone else would too. A big favorite of mine is it's just a bad day. Sometimes I had to make that it's just a bad hour. It's just a bad hour. It's just a bad hour. This isn't forever. This is not my life. One thing I wish I had said to myself that I want to say to you very clearly now, this isn't your life. The first few days that I was a parent, I remember thinking, I'm awful at this. I'm drowning. This was a terrible idea. No one knows how clueless I am. And this is just my life now. I guess this is what parenthood looks like. I am just going to be miserable and bad at it and exhausted for the rest of my foreseeable life. All of those things are false. This isn't your life. This isn't even a season. Your life will be unrecognizable. Think about your life a week ago. Perhaps you are big as a house, you couldn't roll over. Maybe you could barely sleep, but your life is entirely unrecognizable from then. And the same will be true in a week or two weeks or four weeks or a year. Sometimes it's hard to see past the end of your nose and just watching the clock flip to a different hour is enough to maintain a little sanity. So just know it's going to get better. It's going to be different. And sometimes those changes happen so quickly, you don't see them coming. You can turn a corner and never even have seen that it was approaching. Hang in there. Life is about to be so much sweeter. The part that you have gone through, the physical and emotional flipping upside down of everything you've known to this point is behind you. And from here on out, you're more knowledgeable than you've ever been. You basically have earned a PhD in the last few days in something that no number of books you've ever read could have prepared you for. You're breathing, you're moving, you're marching forward. You have the bravery to ask for help. You have the bravery to try new things. You are doing it. Don't tell yourself you can't because the newsflash is you are, you are doing it and no one could be doing it better than you are. If you are at a point where the self-talk and the exhaustion and the hormones and the feeding and the relentless schedule and the isolation becomes too much, call your OB, then call your best friend or your mom or your neighbor or your husband, wave someone down on the street. I have a lump in my throat because I just spoke with someone whose dear friend walked through the same process who who got to a point where the chemicals in her brain and her body were putting her in a really dark mental space where harming herself, harming her baby were both possibilities. And I want you to know that everyone who sees you Everyone, the person who sits in the cubicle next to you at work is rooting for you to succeed and they want to give you a reprieve. If someone can come sit on your sofa while your baby naps so you can go take a walk around the block, they want to do that. There is no shame in asking for help. And in fact, it is an incredibly brave and noble thing to do in this position. Speaking of getting outside so you can walk around the block, as I record this, it is rainy and chilly and gross. Not a situation where being outside would be ideal, but let me just tell you that sometimes the change of scenery, even if it's three feet means everything. If someone can watch that baby, or better yet, you can take the monitor and go sit in your car in the driveway, breathe different air, feel like you're in a different building than the person that you're responsible for 24 hours a day. I want you to do that. I want you to try it. Plop that baby in a carrier, put his little bucket in that snap and go seat, walk him around the block in the stroller. Go wherever you like, go to Target there's going to be fear. I can't do this. I can't bring him. It's too much. What if he cries? Literally no one hears the cries of your newborn as loudly or as physically as you do. I remember breaking into sweats in public when my child cried. On the other side of things, my first thought is A, I hear a precious tiny baby and B, that sweet mother. I hope she's all right. Please don't worry about us. You're fine. Take all the time you need. If your baby cries in public, so what? Have you ever seen a four-year-old kicking and screaming on the floor? Have you ever seen a cranky old man yell about them being out of his favorite kind of mustard? It happens. Life goes on. These people don't know you. And if they did, they would just want to help too get out. Even if it's to your backyard, take a step, grab an umbrella, give yourself a breath of fresh air in every sense. Okay. So we're eating, we're drinking 32 ounce bottles of water. We're trying to rest as much as we can. We're getting out of the house. We're calling people for help. We're talking as kindly to ourselves as we can. The last thing I want to leave you with is you are walking a very well-worn path. The thoughts that you're having, the road bumps that you're facing, you're not the first person. You for sure will not be the last. There was someone who was delivering the morning that you were leaving the hospital who's facing that stuff today too. If you are praying, I used to joke that I was praying about my boobs at 28 for the first time since I was probably 13. Like I never talked to Jesus so much about what was happening between my collarbones and my rib cage. Please make this work. I don't understand. Help me, please. I find some gallows humor in that, but I also want you to know you're not the only person. I remember leaving a voicemail at 7.30 a.m. when I'd been up for hours and asking someone when my oldest was 10 days old, so um, how did you, you know, do this? I could barely get through a sentence. Can you, can you tell me, like, what you did or how to make this work because I feel like we're a bad match and I'm just not getting it. So you're not the only one. Let's let a human in person tell you you're not the only one. And if there's no human nearby, let me be the one to reiterate that to you. People have been where you are. People have felt just as you do. And we see millions and millions of healthy and loved and thriving children who came from those parents who think, Nope. Total failure. Definitely not doing something right. This was a for real capital B bad idea. You're going to be okay. They handed you that baby because you are equipped. This baby was created for you. You are going to get the hang of it. And just by wanting to do it well, you are already a wonderful mother. Wave the white flag. Call for help. Give yourself a big hug. For me, sometimes that hug looks like the world's largest sweet tea and some waffle fries. Whatever it is that you need, do that thing. Don't feel guilty about it. I'm sending you so much love. I'm not giving you the look of the confused candy striper who thought you wanted to show off your car seat. I'm giving you the look of a woman who's been there, been to the other side, and can chuckle about it. Give it a hot minute. Give it one hour. Give it 10 hours. Give it two days. It's going to get better. It's a promise. That's it for today's But Not All at Once. Thanks so much for joining us, y'all. I hope you'll subscribe because we have a lot to talk about this season, and I don't want you to miss a single story. If you love what we're doing, would you consider leaving us a five star review on Apple Podcasts? It would mean the world. Like more than a porch drop of a large Chick fil A sweet tea with pellet ice. It's a big deal. Come join the conversation at But Not All At Once on Instagram or email me directly at butnotallatonce Once at gmail.com. As always, I'm Anne Smith and I'll see you right here next week. Bye, guys.